Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. Quarantine style. Still. <laughs> yes. Although this time. No I'm end not... in sight. <laughs> no, we don't know. Well, they keep telling us ends and then it just keeps getting longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember when we first did this, um, I was like full panic attack mode and I, uh, Marco pulled Sierra and I was like, hey, I don't think you should come over. I think we need to really practice social distancing. I think um, like for this week, at least until we know what's going to happen with this uh, virus situation, um, we'll just like play it by ear. And when you responded, you were like, hey, uh, heads up. This is going to be like weeks. <laughs> yeah. So whatever we do. That is what I said. Yeah. Whatever. We, almost like exactly how I'm repeating it. Whatever we do is what it's going to have to be. It's and I was be like. Long term. But I'm glad that we did it because yeah. now everyone is like TV say, shows. We, we were ahead of the jump mm-hmm. like a lot. Corey just told me because um, I don't know if I'm going to sound different to you guys, but I got a different headset style thing and it's like his gamer headphones and mic it's so it's it a gamer in- do you guys even game <laughs> it looks so intense but he told me the reason why he thought to like get me these um was because like he watches an espn like sportscaster guys and he does interviews That's what you this look way like. yeah he does interviews like this and he's like I, i'm telling you sierra it's going to be so much better for you like this is what the professional guys use and i'm like we're so, we're so ahead of the curve <laughs> But yeah, I see like people um, doing like 
the after um, uh, who's that one guy who does the after show? I don't remember. I don't really watch it. I think his name's Andy, but he has like people Skype call in. Mm hmm. And then they, some of them, they're just using their like AirPod mics and you can't even hear them. And everyone's just like nodding their head, like, sure, sure, whatever. And, (laughs) um, so I, I think initially we were kind of nervous, like, are we going to sound horrible and be weirdos because of this different than everybody else, what they're doing? Yeah. But now this is like normal. I think when everyone is allowed to be around each other again, it'll be weird. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, and everybody's like, the timing sounds off for every podcast. Even the most like, they do it in a studio. They're not in the studio anymore. Like the right. high end ones. So they were even saying like, I we know it sounds weird. Our timing is off. Like we know that there's little glitches Are you here. insinuating that? that we're not high end? Uh, we're pretty high. <laughs> I would say we're middle. I'll- we're upper middle. <laughs> I would say we're pretty good. Like, I think our timing even sounds fine. Really? Yeah. Someone told me that they don't think our quality is like that much different, which I don't know if that's a compliment now that I'm saying it out loud, (laughs) but I like, she was saying that she can definitely tell that we're not in the same space anymore, but overall she's like, it's not hard to listen to. It's not like, um, I think, I think it's fine. I think it's It's fine. It's kind of the sick (laughs) headset I got. Yeah. You're, you're still in the mic. I've got a sick setup on my head. It's cool. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, during that entire time I was talking, you were frozen in the scariest <laughs> way. No. <laughs> and that is one thing I don't like about Skype because if it glitches, especially when we're recording, I can't like tell you. I mean, I guess no. I could, but for me, it, it's disorienting and it throws off the conversation. And so I'm not going to tell you, I'm just going to pray that your face stops <laughs> contorting like you're possessed. And it only did when you're like, I got this sick headset on. Oh my God. That's that when you w- came out of it. I made the, oh, okay. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I made a scary face there, but you did that last time when we were doing it. There was like, I don't know. It was a good 10 minutes where your face was just like glitched out, but I couldn't say anything. I'm like, I can still hear. Or <laughs> yeah, everything's I fine. Can... We're just like rocking in our chairs, hoping the I other one comes back. You. Yes. Because if, if the other person's not talking, I don't know, even know if you're still there. Right. So exactly. I'm just praying that when I stop speaking, you respond. <laughs> yes. Exactly, which is why the other whenever Corey said we were going to switch, I'm not on my iPad anymore. Also, we switched to um, the computer, which is it's not on Wi-Fi, so th- hopefully oh, our connections, yes, hopefully our connections a little better. Which is why we're doing this setup now because again, this is going to be a more permanent situation <laughs> than we thought in the beginning. Yeah, but, but at least we got some practice in early. Yeah, exactly. Got the kinks worked out. But because of that, um, he didn't know if I was going to, ha- we were going to have video. And I'm like, I don't know that I could do it just listening. <laughs> because every yeah. time you did speak, I'd be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And I think, uh, too, when we're in person, that's part of it is our body language it is. and our facial expressions. It is a, it's a huge thing, maybe not for listeners, but for us to have the normal kind of conversation that we have. Right. We need to see each other. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought I moved the headphone a little bit so I can hear my own voice better. Now I don't feel like I'm screaming underwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it literally it felt like. So I felt like I had to be louder because mm-hmm. I can't hear myself. And then 
Don't worry. You ever sniffed and then like tried to clear your nose if it was stuffy and then you felt like you're underwater, like you're echoing in your own head? (laughs) Yes. That is the absolute worst. It's not good at all. Have you, uh, have you done anything exciting (laughs) since we've been? No, but I am leaving the house tomorrow. Oh yeah. You get to go to a doctor's appointment, right? Yeah, so it's Ollie's 15-month checkup. There you go. And they're, like, trying to do this situation where they have all the healthy people come in the morning. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> and makes they sense. are checking all of our temperatures before we walk in. They're limiting it to one parent attending and no siblings, which, like, I'm currently carrying his siblings. You're like, so... I have a one-and-a-half situation going on here. What do I'm you I'm just going to sneak them in yeah. <laughs> underneath my shirt and hope they don't notice. Um, but I do have my own doctor's appointment. Um, my 20-week ultrasound is next Monday. So oh. I'm hoping that they don't contact me and say that Shane can't come. Like, I'll totally understand if they do that. But right. it would be devastating if he couldn't be there when, for yeah, it. What- when is it going to be? Monday. Monday. Yeah, so a week from now. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. recording this on Monday. We have no idea what day it is. That's um, It's really gotten hard for us, you guys, especially since we've been throwing bonus episodes at you. So we've been just yeah. recording on the most. We had such a precise and, like, clear schedule set up. We would do, like, Friday record, Saturday, Sunday picture time, Tuesday it was released, and now we've just been... <laughs> It's just free range. <laughs> like, yeah, we're flying by the seat of our pants. Nothing makes um, sense anymore. Time isn't real. <laughs> speaking of pants, I feel like this quarantine time is the time that people are discovering new things about themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know I could cook. I didn't really? know I could paint like mm-hmm. you the other day. Uh-huh. I didn't know I had this pair of sweatpants in my drawer that I thought I lost. That last one was me. Yes. <laughs> is it a really comfy pair? Um, I think they're all comfy now. Okay. Well, <laughs> Just, you know yeah. what? That's all that matters, honestly. <laughs> but I was, uh, <laughs> I had leggings on earlier, which are like not comfortable now that I'm pregnant and huge. Yes. They squeeze. Because they just like are tight. Yeah. Yep. And so I was <laughs> standing in the mirror and I rolled them down and I looked and my stretch marks were back, and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, guess who's the tiger queen? <laughs> I am just striped. It, it was like they went into hibernation and now yeah. came back. No. <laughs> so, feeling you know it's, great. <laughs> it's fine. They make really Maybe cute one-piece be quarantined during summer so I won't have to worry about it that's what I was you know what I kind of not that I hope that this goes on longer don't quote me saying that but I'm just saying I've been eating a lot of waffles Uh (laughs) I don't normally eat and so I'm if this is over by summertime and then we all emerge pale and fat I'm gonna be like whoa (laughs) what at least we'll all be on the same level yeah, except for those weirdos that are like posting that they're they turn their house into a home gym, and I'm like, who who are you trying to impress, buddy? We're all in this together. <laughs> Why well, are you doing I, this? I I now have a home workout regimen. You do, but that's because I uh, I got this hip problem. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a. It's common with uh, pregnancy for you to have this joint pain that I'm having, but. I feel like an old person 
like a really old person who just needs like a new hip yeah. when I walk or when I move and do things. And so now, um, yeah, I have a, a workout regimen that was put together for me by a friend of mine who I might just be sending some, some Venmo money for wine. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thank you. Because if this works, I will be so happy. I wish I had. Uh, it's definitely not going to change my body shape at all. If anything, I'm going to get larger. No, but, but it's fine as long as you feel better. I yeah, love that I, I was going to walk up right. Right. I was about to say, uh, I wish I had a friend. And then you started talking. So I was like, I wish I had a friend. And then that ended. <laughs> I was like, well, that too. But I wish I had a friend who could do that for me. Because my back is still thrown out and I am in yeah. some pain. I got myself into the setup here, not having a pillow behind me, and I just, I'm just looking around for. It's fine. It'll probably be fine if I shriek in pain. Yeah. Ignore it. <laughs> we'll go It'll on. Just with go the along. Story. It'll go along with the theme of today, yeah. which is our next installment of Tangents and True Crime. Yes. Slenderman. Yes. With Slenderman stabbings. It was supposed to be. Um, a part of, I really thought you froze there and you had a scary face again and I got nervous. I like tried to avoid eye contact. Um, it's just but, my face. I haven't showered in so long. I'm sorry. But right now you're frozen on a really cute face where you're like giggling, but like the oh, last yeah. one, your eyes were like half blinked. It was like that Kylie Jenner one, but also yep. your face was blurry. So that was scary. But um, yeah, so we, we briefly touched on Slenderman in the Urban Legends episode. Uh, the one that got erased. <laughs> yeah, and you can so the one you, yeah, the one you're able to listen to doesn't mention him at all. No. Um, okay, so sorry, dog was growling at other dogs because apparently we're in danger here of <laughs> other dogs being walked by their owners. Um, but yeah, we had the intentions of talking about uh, people kept asking us why we didn't talk about Slenderman in the Urban Legends podcast, and it's because we had intentions of dedicating an entire episode to the Slenderman. I always want to say Slenderman, like he is an accountant. <laughs> yes. But I know that's He's not just the case. one man. <laughs> yeah. He's not yes. like Slenderman, Slenderman and Jones. It's <laughs> Slenderman. <laughs> Slenderman, Slenderman and Jones. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, he's just one man, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about him, and then we're going to tell you about the stabbings that, well, stabbing that occurred. It was inspired by him, right? It was. So I knew Slenderman scares me a lot. I didn't know about Slenderman until my son told me, and I was like, why do you know this? Why? Yeah. But he was put into things like Minecraft. There was a an Enderman or whatever, but it was based on Slenderman. And my son yeah. loves watching YouTube videos of other people who look exactly like I look right now, playing computer <laughs> games and like commentating about it or whatever. Right. And uh, so they would I talk about. I walked in on Shane today, and he was walked in on him. He was in the office. He's working from <laughs> home now, <laughs> and and he was watching exactly that. Someone with yes. headphones on explaining a game. Yeah. It's like, well, that's what, no, so when they would explain the Enderman, they would talk about Slenderman. So my son was just like schooling me on it. And I'm like, what? Where have yeah. I, why haven't I heard about this? And it's because he, it occurred around 2009 and we had a lot going on. <laughs> the, in tooth, it was probably 2011, 
2012 is when I watched a documentary about him. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I tried espresso. Okay. <laughs> I remember I was at my friend Thayer's apartment and I had gone over to his apartment like in the evening mm-hmm. and it was like 10 or 11 o'clock and he's like, do you want some espresso? And I'm like, I've never had espresso. And he's like, do you like coffee? And I'm like, I've never had coffee. And he's like, well, this is the not the thing you should start with if you've never had coffee. And I was like, I'll take one. And <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And so not only am I having an anxiety attack because I think my heart is going to rip itself out of my body from experiencing that level of caffeine. Yeah, it sounds about um, right. I'm also watching a documentary about Slenderman. On Slenderman. Oh, <laughs> god. oh my god. Um I think the whole uh mixture of caffeine and whatever the heck was going on um blocked a lot of it out of my head. All I know is he's scary and I don't don't like him but you know what he looks like right correct you've seen he's very tall he wears a suit yes. and he has no face and he's bald yes okay so, so he he basically is a, an accountant <laughs> i know someone was like it, let's be real he's jack skellington <laughs> yeah basically but um okay so on june 10th 2009 there was an online um internet forum the something awful internet forum and they created a thread with a photoshop contest um and it was supposed to challenge users to create paranormal images so it was like Mm. an online contest um victor surge was a forum poster that was his pseudonym but his real name is eric knudsen um, he contributed two black and white images of groups of children to which he added an unnaturally tall thin featureless and faceless man behind them wearing a black suit and in a lot of the pictures he's got his arms stretched out towards them so okay wait it gets creepier so not only with that okay it's gonna get worse (laughs) i've seen Um, the one picture of him just standing there holding the little girl's hand yes okay that one and in some of them you've seen that he's got the tentacle like arms coming from his back yeah i remember that being in the documentary Yes, Um, which those are supposedly so he can extend them to intimidate and capture prey. Okay, so in this contest, most of the previous entries had consisted just of photographs, but Serge went a step further, and he supplemented um, his submission with snatches of text underneath them. So they were supposedly from witnesses. This is like that thing, those contests that are like, tell a spooky story in two sentences or less. You know what I'm saying? No. But yeah, you've never heard of those. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> no, I'm. I won't even say the D word because I'm so oh, afraid yeah. that they're listening and that it'll like make them come and visit, like Beetlejuice or something. Mm-hmm. There's no way I would go near any forum that I think they're in charge of. Well, I'm like a super weird kid that I was like, I can't sleep and I have anxiety. I'm gonna look up what creepy pasta is and then I read the worst stories of my life. No, yeah, actually, one time I was teaching. And I'm not going to give any specifics about uh, the place or what or any, but like, I'll tell this story. Um, so I was teaching and I got my roster and I had four kids on the roster. And I was like, four kids, what the heck am I supposed to do with four kids? <laughs> and then before I even had the class, 
I'm talking it was just the beginning when I got my schedule, those like teacher work days in the beginning. Yeah. I had four students. And then it finally got to the day of like kids being there. Three of the kids had either dropped the class or gotten their schedules changed. So I had what? one kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> one kid. What am I supposed to do with one kid who I met? And this one kid needed social interaction more than anyone I've ever met in oh, my life. No. So he was not going to benefit from being like a the only kid in a class. Yeah. Right. So because you can't change their schedule, I think you can't change their schedule the whole first week. Yeah. So I had him on the first day and he, I was doing some uh, activity that was like a get to know you type thing. Mm -hmm. And it was um, like your favorite colors or describe yourself in this or just like it, draw pictures. And he kept bringing up creepypasta. Ooh, and he was saying no, no, his no, favorite no. color was like blood. <gasps> and um, he, it was the stuff that he was bringing up was so scary <laughs> that I was like, okay, no longer is it about you not being right. able to succeed in a classroom of one? I am not feeling safe right? <laughs> as Seriously. the instructor in this classroom of one. He gave me such a vibe mm -hmm. um, that I went and like said something to the administration. And eventually it came out that that student, years later, he did end up getting switched out of my class, by the way. Okay. Um the, the class of one. He joined a class of multiple then. Um, he was expelled because he had a hit list and was making um, Shut he had up your mouth. Yeah. Uh -huh. What? Oh, that's so yeah. creepy. Okay, and this is the other thing we're gonna we're obviously going to talk about when this gets into it um, because the people involved in this story are very, very young. But this is why, please, parents, monitor your children's internet usage, please. If not for, like, I'm not even talking, like, sex things anymore, but things like creepypasta should not be seen or looked at or known about by children. I'm saying this, and my son was, like, telling me about Slenderman, but yeah. he was telling me from, like, he knew it was in a video game. He didn't know. He, he discovered it through Minecraft, which exactly 99% like, of Minecraft stuff is age-appropriate. Exactly. And like I said, he didn't know, like it, there were no creepypasta stories told to him, but kids' minds are not fully developed. And so that's why they have an easier time believing in things like that, which is why we shouldn't, there's no need for them to be on sites like creepypasta. That's just like, I'm pretty sure to look the into human and brain is not developed in either gender until like age between 21 and 25. I thought I was like 26. I, I, my gut tells me 25. Um, but I feel like someone told me it was different for men and women. Anywhere between 21 and 25, 26, I feel like you're good. Yeah. Um, that's why, that's why they push the drinking age because, um, they think your decision making, um, in your frontal lobe isn't fully developed yet. Yeah. So it can be severely impacted by, substances yes. um, that can alter your state and all of those things. So that's why they pushed it back. Um, 
So it is <laughs> scary that these yeah. kids are able to access this stuff. And because they can Google it just as easily as they can Google anything else, it kind of blurs the line of really appropriate imaginary. Yeah. And like, well, yeah. It's- but, but the thing with, with these creepypasta stories, they're not told as, like, this is an imaginary story. They are told very much for, like, and I'll be right. honest, I was, like, a 23-year-old looking at these. And I was, like, is this real? <laughs> like, how well, is like stories? news. Yeah. I yeah. don't know half the time what news is real and what's not. If anything that I've learned is that the Daily Mail needs more credit. Because yes. I was checking the Daily Mail <laughs> back in December and they were like hyping up coronavirus and everyone was like, it's the daily mail relax. And I'm like, okay, but they said, and they were right. Okay. And now look at us. <laughs> and they, yeah. They've been on top of shit. So like, I don't know what is accurate, inaccurate mm-hmm. news. Um, even two people delivering the same information. I don't always know what's Which right. One? Yes. So if, if I have a website that is delivering me this stuff and isn't mm-hmm. clarifying. Um, it would be very hard for me as an adult or yes. especially as a kid to yes. differentiate. This is make believe it's not a Disney movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and let me tell you, okay, so here's what the, the text said under the photographs. Are you ready? So you've seen the little bit of them. So there's one with um, the little girl which mm-hmm. is the one that I'm going to read. And then afterwards, there's another one, and it's like a bunch of school kids. It looks like they're filing out of school, kind of in a line, and he's behind them, like he recess the monitoring them. Yes, but his okay. hand is outstretched towards them. So here's the first one. Quote, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Then underneath that, it says, 1983, photographer unknown presumed dead okay the next one under the ones of the little kids filing out of the school it says one of two recovered photographs from the sterling city library blaze sorry um notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the slender man that's where he got his name um, deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. And then underneath that it says, 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. So they're like, the kids are missing. The photographer's missing. There's a fire. <laughs> like yeah. This man is taller than normal. <laughs> We're just yeah. going to throw it all at you. Well, when you write it like that, it it sounds like history. Exactly. And it like, sounds it, like you don't it's, know that it's factual. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, th- then stories began being told. Slenderman popped up in different um, fictional stories. Obviously, he was thrown into video games and some movies and all that um it said proximity to the slender man is said to trigger a slender sickness which is described as a rapid onset of paranoia nightmares delusions and is accompanied by bouts of coughing which to me just sounds like he's your pot dealer (laughs) (laughs) but maybe you know whatever um i want to know who came up with those symptoms Bouts like, of coughing, which nowadays well, is actually scary. Oh, for sure. But uh, I like all the things that are like sneezing used to be followed by bless you. And now it's 
did you just threaten me? Um, (laughs) But I just don't understand. Like Stephen King. Yeah. Okay. His mind to me is scary. (laughs) Well, he's also on a lot of drugs. (laughs) But I would not want to live in his head. Hell no. But at least I know that when he creates from his mind, that it's not real. Yeah. That he just made it up by himself while he was high. <laughs> yeah, on but a these lot of people, But these people who are writing it like it's an actual disease that you can catch right. based on proximity, who came up with that? Was right. it a group of people? Was it one person? And then another person was like, yeah, for sure, that's what happens. Wh- who Who's sitting down and like, let's scare the shit out of people out of, and okay, create... That's- Create a, a level of psychosis, essentially. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Things like that, because, and then Slender Man was, he's known to, he's known to, but um, in every story, it's kind of like he's targeting young children or teens or like yeah. young adults, but that's his children mostly. This is demographic. I, I guess. And I want to be like, listen, what, in, what, what type of people get the happiest when they're making up stories to specifically frighten small children. <laughs> like I want to yeah, be about like about injuring and harming them. Right. By the most creepiest looking like could be your uncle Jeff like <laughs> looking kind of guy. Could be but your without account. a <laughs> could be your accountant Jeff. It's Jeff just Slenderman. Weird. Slenderman and Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand the the whoever but regardless, um, Slenderman took off then. And because of that, those two photographs, the internet creepypasta wiki world took it and ran with it. And it became bigger than they knew that it was going to get. Do so you that- remember that one movie? Uh, it came out and it had a Slenderman-like guy in it. Um, it had um, a... Oh, shit. I'm so bad with movie names. Um, I hate movies. So this guy was writing true crime novels mm -hmm. and he moved his family into this house and was watching these old tapes. Yep. 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 Uh, Do you know uh, what movie I'm talking about? It's an S one. Sinister. Sinister. God, that movie is so scary. Sinister gave me a Slender Man vibe. Yes. Because he he was always just like. Yeah, and he was just like in the distance, but when he was there, it was bad. That mo- uh, yeah, that talk movie, yeah, that movie gave me Slenderman vibes. Oh, that movie actually, like just thinking about it, brought tears to my. That if you have to ask me, what was the scariest movie I think I've ever watched? I- that was the scariest movie I think I've ever seen. Anything with kids freaks me out, and it's not even like from a maternal standpoint. It's like not my babies. It's like I, I will freaking punt a kid okay that's what if i'm saying I'm that scared that movie had me looking sideways at my kid for about six months i was like what are you planning on doing motherfucker you pulled out even. of a box backwards i swear boy <laughs> i swear to god oh it was so scary our and children then, are not at risk of any harm <laughs> no i love my son so much but don't don't catch him looking at me sideways <laughs> i'm not taking any chances uh. But he does do that thing. This was, like, right around when I watched Sinister was when he was doing, like, 
creep up on you when you're in bed, but don't say a word until you're this close to my face. (laughs) And then he's like, mommy. I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) Now he doesn't even, he'll knock on the door like six times before he comes in. He knows. I'm like, do not come into my room. Yes. He knows better. And what he needs. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, mom. And I'm like, what? He announces his full name and social security number before he's allowed to enter. (laughs) What's your birthday? (laughs) I don't, I need to know it's you. All right. So let's, we got Son of Man. We understand him as a thing. This takes us to to May of 2014. Um, We have three girls, Peyton Lutner. Anissa Weyer and Morgan Geyser. And they're 12 year old girls, all in the same sixth grade class, living in Waukesha, Wa- Waukesha Wisconsin. That is what a, a fucking mouthful. <laughs> Say that six times fast. Okay, I knew, I don't know much about this crime, but I knew that there was a crime related to Slenderman with three girls, but I did not know. That they were 12. Yeah, they're 12. I didn't even have my period and they were committing this intense crime. Listen, it gets so (laughs) scary. I'm like, when I was telling Corey this earlier, he goes, this makes me want to throw up that you're saying 12-year-olds when you're describing what, when I tell you what they did. Yeah. It's frightening. 12. I still played with Barbies when I was 12. (laughs) For sure. I made them pregnant, but I mean... (laughs) I was oh, yeah. playing with them. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh-oh, they kissed for more than 20 minutes. You are pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's how that works. Pregnant? Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. how I got pregnant, for sure. That was same. Like, <laughs> we just kissed for a really long time. Yeah. And I was and like, then damn all it. all of a sudden, I stood up, and I heard, what was that sim music that do, told me? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was Harry Potter, but no, no, if Harry Potter is slower. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so Peyton befriends Morgan first. They're friends in fourth grade. Um. She sees her sitting by herself. She feels bad for her. She goes up to her. They become great friends. They're playing together. Um. Peyton's mom said that Morgan seemed like a happy girl, although she seemed a little lonely. Um, and she considered Morgan to be Peyton's best friend, and she thought that she was somebody that she could always trust with her daughter, as far as 12-year-olds go, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. whatever. Um, then, in sixth grade, Morgan starts hanging out with Anissa Weyer, and they recall everything suddenly going downhill a little bit. Uh, Morgan starts becoming obsessed with the fictional character Slenderman, Um so much so that it begins to frighten Peyton, who tells her mom, who tells the other parents. It, it, they seem like the only two that really started taking it seriously, not to whatever, shame the other parents. But it just seems weird to me that nobody else seemed to think they were just like, yeah, it's a fictional character. But these girls think it's real and nobody's yeah, telling and them otherwise. if you get otherwise. obsessed with something like that, it... Uh... It warrants a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> even if even if you aren't anticipating it getting to um, a criminal point, right. I think sitting them down, I think that's just an indication of like, maybe we need to redirect our <laughs> what thoughts we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and our interests. It's bizarre to me how this all unfolds. But so she, 
Peyton stops hanging out with them as much. She's kind of pulling away a little bit. She's like, mm. yeah. and um, Morgan and Anissa decide that not only was Slenderman real in their minds, but they wanted to become his proxies. So the way to become a proxy of Slenderman, they thought, was to um, prove their loyalty to him by killing somebody. So they what? decide. <laughs> yes. So they decide. They they start planning for months. They start planning on killing their friend Peyton, and they're going to attack her in the woods, kill her. Because they're twelve and don't have a car and can't <laughs> find anyone else. They're like, oh, Peyton's normally here. Let's just pick her. I know. I that part was the the most psychotic part to me of this entire thing is that they picked their best friend, but so they they kind of just I I guess their plan was to kill her, leave her in the woods. That becomes a sacrifice, and then they're going to go deeper into the woods, which was the Chacoman Nicolet National Forest in Wisconsin, and that's where they believed that Slenderman lived. And so he was going to save them and their families if they offered him the sacrifice. They're 12-year-olds. <laughs> like, it's fucking insane. I mean, I did weird shit as a 12-year-old. I did weird shit just, like, no, for sure, as too. a kid. I told you guys I mean, that I made up a I made up a boyfriend and I told everybody <laughs> and he oh, wasn't yeah, for a real sure. person. <laughs> I made him a MySpace or Zanga. Yeah. He had a Zanga page, Same. but uh, that's a different. <laughs> that's that's just weird, right? Like kid. uh, kids, yeah. This is like um, yeah. <laughs> like that's something your parents would be embarrassed that you did and like not want people to know. It, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not that. Oh, so like, what? How did they figure out that's where he lived? Did they receive a postcard? I, ha- <laughs> I have no idea. I'm assuming they read so many things on the internet, and like I said, not all of these were from that Victor Surge guy. So then people started taking the character itself and creating different stories, but they all kind of had an underlying theme. So I'm guessing one of those was the woods because of that first picture where he's in the yeah. woods. And uh, I guess they just their little twelve year old brains put two and two together. Very bizarre. They just they just found like an old paper map and just drew an X in the woods and they're like, "That's his house." Yeah, (laughs) we're gonna go there. Uh, So, on the day of May thirtieth, in two thousand fourteen, Morgan invites Anissa and Peyton over to her house for a sleepover for her twelfth birthday party. Okay. She was, she wasn't even 12. She was 11 when they were doing all this. That just If you can just sit and think about what we were like as 12-year-olds. Wait, who was turning 12? Whose birthday was it? Morgan. So okay, so and- Morgan, the one who is obsessed with Slenderman. Yes. With An- Anissa. Anissa. Yep. They and invite then- Peyton over and they're like, it's my birthday party. Mm-hmm. With intent. And- yes. To kill her that night. What? Yes. So, Do you think that's what she asked Anissa for her birthday is a co-conspirator? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. See, the different things I read, I can't tell if it was Morgan or Anissa who came up with the plan. Yeah. Because Anissa, or Morgan was better friends with Peyton. So it seems weird to me that she would pick her. But I don't know. But maybe so, that's how she showed her love is sacrificing who she loved mm-hmm. most. Wow. Wow. That's deep. I did not think about that. And terrifying. That's very scary. Maybe Um, that's why I keep everyone at a distance (laughs) and I don't become friends with people. 
that's really what it is. It's not your Gemini. Yeah. It's that everybody <laughs> has the potential to just Slenderman yeah. out on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I it. I understand. Um, okay, so they she they go to her house. They go rollerblading together at a local roller rink. They eat um, frozen yogurt. They they're having just a good old like they're all normal twelve year old things. <laughs> normal twelve year old slumber party. The the mother, I think it was Morgan's mom, said she could feel like something was kind of off that night. But other than that, it was just a normal slumber party. They apparently planned to attack Peyton that night while she slept. But for some reason, during the, they decided to let her live a little bit longer and change the plan to attack her the next day in the morning. So I want to know when they had that meeting, like when they had <laughs> found time to readjust the plan. <laughs> when they were like, sorry, Peyton, could you go over there for like two seconds? Okay, so <laughs> like, yeah. I don't understand. And I thought my friends were bitchy back in the day. My God. Right? <laughs> Nothing competes to this. Do you remember when we were in elementary school, though? We were on our way to recess. And someone came up. I don't know if it was to both of us or just to me. But they were like, um, we're fighting with you during recess because we have nothing else to do. And I was like, yep. what? I don't even do anything. <laughs> I remember exactly which two girls it was. Me too. And I was just like, I think it was. So you want to fight me? They 100% would have invited us to a party to stab us. Oh, 100%. Those two. (laughs) Listen, I think it was. It was like those two versus us two. And we were like, what the fuck? We were just trying to play dodgeball. Now we got to fight. (laughs) A lot of the times I was a, I was a undercover spy. I was like a a double agent. You dick. Yeah. You left me there on my own. (laughs) Nuh-uh, there was like at least one or two other people who they also pretended to be mad at because they were bored at recess. I know, it was very weird. But, what fucking weird times. <laughs> I know, we're like, oh my gosh, kids are so weird. And here we were like experiencing basically almost that same thing, but we didn't have the internet, thank God. <laughs> right, seriously, thank God. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> oh my God, hardcore. Um Okay, so she wakes up the next morning, Peyton, she goes downstairs, the girls are already awake, they have donuts together, like, I'm trying to really paint you a picture that things were not weird, they were just acting normal, and that's what's the strangest part to me, is that these girls acted, I mean, they have to be, like, sort of some kind of psychopathy or sociopathy, because they were just so, or I guess it just shows how intense their delusions were. That they could act so normal. Anyways, they ask Morgan's mom if they can go to the park to play hide-and-seek. She says, sure. They go. When they get to the park, Anissa tells Peyton to lay on the ground and cover herself in sticks and leaves to hide from Morgan. While she's on the ground, um, Anissa lays on top of her and pins her down and screams at Morgan to start stabbing her. She They... They brought with them in their backpack a five-inch long kitchen knife. Okay. So Morgan says she can't do it. And this is like, you have to. I can't do it. And so Morgan starts stabbing her. While she's stabbing her, Peyton is saying things like, I can't believe you guys are doing this. I trusted you. And she is stabbed 19 times altogether. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. 19 times. Okay. After the attack, the girls plan to leave Peyton in the woods to bleed out and die. So they take off running through the woods, apparently to go to what? 
to go home and be like, she was really good at hide and seek. We couldn't find her, so we well, left. No, I know. Well, see, again, this is the whole delusion part because they right now aren't thinking of any parental consequences. They truly believed we're going to go find Slenderman. He's going to make this all right for us. It's no big deal. He's going to come take her away and that's it. Yes. This what? girl, this 12-year-old, drags herself bleeding out. She drags, Three of her organs have been pierced. Her stomach, her pancreas, and her liver have all been pierced. She drags herself out of the woods to a nearby road, and a bicyclist who just happens to be riding by at that time finds her and calls 911. She's rushed to um, ProHealth Waukesha Memorial Hospital, and the doctors perform emergency surgery on her for six hours. And not only was her stomach, her liver, and her pancreas hit by the knife, but another stab wound nearly penetrated her heart. It missed by a major artery by less than a millimeter. Oh, my. I have chills. She's in surgery for six hours, and she survives. Wow. Yes. They, Who she, knew her hero would show up on a bike? Right? Um, I think it, his name was Greg. <laughs> I don't know if that <laughs> That's matters. That's what my boyfriend's name was. It's a, it's a hero name if I've ever heard my one. My boyfriend saved her life. <laughs> yes. He really did. So she wakes up um, and she starts telling the police immediately out of surgery. Okay. She starts, mm-hmm. she's writing on a whiteboard because she can't speak. She's innovated. And she's telling the police who did this to her, what happened. They go out. They find the two girls on um, Interstate 94 at a furniture store. And Anissa still has the knife that they used in her backpack. All bloody and shit. What are they doing at a furniture store? (laughs) Great question. I think they got lost. (laughs) Or something. Because they should be out the accountant's place. (laughs) Yeah. They got lost. I don't know. Turns out Slenderman, Slenderman, and Jones <laughs> make <laughs> furniture. Who? <laughs> what a thought. Huh. So so they apprehend these two girls. They're immediately arrested, obviously. Um, and then comes the whole um, deliberation about whether they should be tried as adults or tried as children. They are 12-year-olds, but right, right. Peyton says later on when she recovers... Excuse me, sorry. And I totally agree with this thought process. She says, you do an adult crime, you should do adult time. Like, you didn't steal something. Yeah. This wasn't petty theft. You tried to kill somebody. And right. it, had she not have saved herself, they would have succeeded in killing her. So um, both Morgan and Anissa were charged in adult court with first-degree attempted intentional homicide after the attack. In 2015, while they were in custody, um, Morgan is diagnosed with early-onset schizophrenia, which they found out that her father also had schizophrenia. So that makes a little bit more sense on her part. Um, Anissa pleads guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide, and a jury finds her not guilty by mental disease and defect, which means she's going, um, she's sentenced up to 25 years in a mental health institution. And then Morgan accepts a plea offer under which she would not go to trial and would be evaluated by psychiatrists to determine how long she should be placed in a mental health hospital. She pleads guilty but is found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect, which basically those are, you know, it's not like not guilty of the crime. It's just like she 
didn't they did they plead insanity or something like that? Basically, that's what it is. Okay. They tried to plead guilty to it, but they got an insanity plea. Yeah. Um, but Morgan is sentenced to up to 40 years to life in a mental health institution. She yeah. could possibly yeah. be in there for the rest of her life. Um, she's up for, I, th- I believe they said she's up for a parole-ish to see if she can get out when she's 53 years old. She's wow. 12. Yeah. So... Um, I love this at the end because we've never had a true crime story so far where there's like a, an ending <laughs> because everyone yeah. that we've talked about has been like, we don't know what happened. Anyways, here's all these. Oh, info. yeah. You know what I mean? And it's all like, we don't know. So this one was fun for me for that reason. But this this is the silver lining on top of all of that. Um, Peyton returns to school in the fall. OK, mm-hmm. she was stabbed in May. She goes back to school that year. That next year. a bad bitch. That's what I'm saying. I said, uh, listen, I had the shingles one time and I was out for like three (laughs) weeks. (laughs) This fucking chick is amazing. Um, When asked what she would tell her former best friend who attacked her if she was given the chance, Peyton responded by saying, I would probably initially thank her. I would say just because of what she did, I have the life I have now. I really, really like it. And I have a plan. I didn't have a plan for myself when I was 12. And now I do because of everything that I went through. I wouldn't think that someone who went through what I did would ever say that. But that's truly how I feel. Without the whole situation, I wouldn't be who I am. She's a senior in high school now, and she plans to attend college in fall of 2020. She said she'd like to pursue a career in the medical field, which she believes is a goal inspired by what happened to her. And that's the story of the Slenderman stabbings. I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in, but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them 
or afford them, try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Honestly, a lot of times you make that appointment at your appointment you already have. I don't know when I'm going to schedule my breakdown. I don't know when I'm going to need to talk to somebody. And with Talkspace, it's so nice because you can send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Talkspace therapist can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. Plus, therapy can help you find the tools to cope in difficult times and just be a guiding light. So like maybe you're not going through something really intense, but you just have like, I don't know, a work issue or something going on with a friend of yours that you just need an outsider's perspective and Talkspace is amazing for that. They also are in network with most major insurers. So check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you got it. Plus, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80 to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Tangents, promo code SPACE80. Ladies and Tangents is sponsored by Claritin. Luckily for those that live with symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I will tell you, it's so funny because in my household, Corey recently was like, I think I'm getting a cold. I'm getting a cold. I'm getting another cold. I'm like, hey, babe, I think you have allergies. Mm -hmm. I think maybe you just need to pop one of these pills. And guess what? All of his symptoms went away. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a virus. I think it's just weeds. (laughs) And I also know that whenever I go to Sierra's house, my allergies kick into place because of a certain pet. (laughs) So true. And thankfully, I'm able to enjoy all my time there. Now, just after I take a little Claritin D, clears me right up. All my (laughs) symptoms are just like, what cat? (laughs) Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Get non-drowsy relief for allergy symptoms with Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful release is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Spring vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming around your house... You probably want to smell them and not your litter box. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Pretty Litter, you can. Seriously, nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. And I'm serious when I say that the, whatever magic is in those crystals, I cannot smell anytime. My cat will literally poop right next to me, and I don't realize that she did it until I hear her litter box start going. It's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals also change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat, like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and so much more. Which is super helpful since cats can't talk, and that's important information to have. (laughs) So true. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. I know, because whenever I go over to Sierra's... (laughs) 
It's there. I always have some. Seriously. But it's so nice because I don't have to change it as much as normal, but I still have some on deck then whenever I do need it. And you won't run out and you don't have to go to the store and carry around a giant thing of litter. Go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash tangents. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day, and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time-use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One Flex Disc can be worn for up to 12 hours, and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. (laughs) Flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons, so they are planet-friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons, I really truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. (laughs) Yes. It's also velvety soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off flex disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first flex cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flexfitz.com slash tangents. That is horribly sad because she's not even going to get a graduation now. Okay, well, don't... Why would you say that? (laughs) Because that poor freaking girl. I know it really is so sad, but hopefully she can still get into medical school. Well, she'll probably pass without even having to take anything because they need people so bad. That truly sounds like a win. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, wait, there was a couple more, um, a couple little extras that I found. I will say that it was like, um, bizarre to hear you say that she's just now a senior this year because I feel like normally when I hear true crime stuff, it's happened so long, so ago. long ago. Yes. And then 2014, but, you're like, oh shit, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. Um, okay. So in, in the aftermath of the stabbing, the creepypasta wiki was blocked throughout the Waukesha school district. So they blocked all of that, which by the way, Good. I'm like, these girls could look this up at school. Why wasn't that site blocked before? Yeah. Do you know how hard it was for us to Google shit when we were in high school? They had, I felt like they had blockers on everything. I couldn't even play Pac-Man. It was ridiculous. Teachers would send us, like, hey, go to this website, and it would be blocked. And I'm like, I, I was instructed to come here. <laughs> what 
what am I supposed to do? Exactly. Yeah, I... Uh. Um. Okay. It said, sorry, on Tuesday following the stabbing, the Slenderman creator, Victor Surge, said, I'm deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act. So, like, I keep thinking about him and he probably was just a dude that was, like, trying to fucking get internet famous, kind of, and, like, make a creepy thing. And now, like, that has to weigh on him at least in some way if he's a normal human you would think that that would yeah. weigh on his conscience a little bit that these girls did that um well, yeah the- because if everything came like if just from those photoshopped images and those like two lines that he put underneath both of them if an entire like background mythology came afterwards i feel like I'd be pretty stoked as a creator if people latched onto something that right. I made up and like developed it even further Kept to become their own this. Thing. Yeah, that gave it life and validity and like uh, turned it into an urban legend. Like, could you imagine yes. coming up with someone and then it being world known as an urban legend that's no, going that to be passed be on for? He yeah. was probably riding high, and then. Uh-oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, and that happens. And and you know that people are going to him first thing as soon as that happens, they're looking at him like, hmm. Yeah. Because they're not uh, looking at anyone else. They're going directly to the source. Right, of course, because nobody else is to blame. You can't really technically blame these twelve year olds, even though you can, but they're children. Their brains right. are not fully they're not even close to being fully developed. They said I watched a couple of the interviews because I'm a freaking weirdo and I love doing that shit, like police interrogations. Um, and like Morgan, they're like, do you want to tell us what happened? And she's like, or why you did what you did? And she goes, do you want the real answer? Because I'll tell you it was to kill her. I wanted her to, di- to die. And like no empathy, no nothing like and but in the interview, she also admits that she fully believes that unicorns are real. She thinks that Voldemort is real. And so do I. But (laughs) (laughs) regardless, you know what I mean? It's just like you could tell like it wasn't fully her fault. But at the same time, I don't know. Well, it is. It isn't. But like she was already at a disadvantage with having a history of mental health in her family line. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, especially if they, if she does have early onset schizophrenia, that's something that, uh, yeah, that's, you can't blame her. That's why she didn't go to jail for it because it is insanity. I don't want her out. No, 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 no. facility. Same. But she, uh, the good news is members of the creepy pasta community held a 24-hour live stream on YouTube June 13th to 14th of 2014 to raise money for the stabbing victim. Um, an administrator on a creepy pasta website said the purpose of the stream was to show that members of the community cared for the victim and did not condone real-world violence because they enjoyed fiction that contains violence. So they raised some. And then the city of Madison, Wisconsin held a one-day Bratwurst festival, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> bratwurst festival to honor the victim and i was just picturing they said that hot dogs and bratwurst were sold to raise money and i'm like picturing myself there being like I, yes i know it's my 12th one okay i'm trying to raise money for this let me have 12 bratwurst <laughs> she was stabbed 19 times i'm going to eat 19 hot dogs you have to i what are no we doing here <laughs> 
The event was run by over 250 volunteers, and they raised over $70,000 for her. Wow. Isn't that insane? And that's that's truly all I have. But I just thought wow. those little, I love those little happy ending moments that you can get. Because I feel like yeah. you don't find those a lot in true crime. No. Um, I There was another story where um, there was this guy who was going into windows and like, slicing women's necks what and he went in i don't remember where guys i don't do the research remember um (laughs) he went into this one girl's house and slit her neck and then she ended up surviving (gasps) um and luckily he had done it to so many other people had she not her living is what caught him Um, I i forget a lot of the story but it just makes me think I don't know if I could survive like them. No. Okay. I I was going to say my favorite show when I was pregnant, which was a really fucked up show to watch, but I was on bed rest and I would binge it. It was I Survived. And it's mm-hmm. such an amazing show if you love true crime. Oh, it might have been that show that I saw her on. I think it was. That's what jogged my memory of it because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I watched her on that show. But yeah. when you hear there's sometimes there's people that are like, I was shot twice in the head. The yeah. amount of people that get shot in the head that survive, I'm like, I I don't yeah. know that I could. I want to say that I could, but I don't know that I could. Uh, no. Especially this little girl was 12 years old. She got stabbed 19. If I get a paper cut, I'm on the floor for like 20 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no way I'm dragging myself out. I'd just be like, well, I guess this is it. I, I yeah. just don't think that I would have it in me. I hope that I would. Maybe now that I have a kid, I'd do it for somebody else. But other than that, I'd just be like, I'm tired. <laughs> and this yeah, hurts. my gosh. I did I, read uh... an interview with Peyton. They they interviewed her just, I believe it was in 2018. So it was a recent interview. Um, and the good thing is she doesn't remember any of the stabbing at all. Oh, that's good. Yes. So she can't remember. Um, she remembers going out to play hide and seek and then being in the hospital and everything else, whether it was like her brain preventing that, like protecting her from that trauma or what. I just think that's a little small blessing in disguise. Well, I was going to say, whenever you were talking about her saying like, she feels she has a direction for her life and she uh, is grateful for who she is now because of her experience. Um, that to me sounds like someone who doesn't remember what happened. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because I've never been stabbed, but I've been in situations that um, felt very near death. Yes, and I very much remember them, and they don't make me feel thankful. They don't make me feel no. um, like I have a direction. They, if anything, ign- initiate a fear in me. <laughs> Yeah, anytime cautious and kind of yeah, um, like whenever I went underneath the school bus in my wreck, mm-hmm. um, I had a fear and an anxiety around brake lights. Yes, um, I remember uh, that winter after it happened. It happened in like I want to say October, November. In December, we went to Philadelphia. Um, to see Kevin Hart and it was a seven hour drive and we got into Philly at like 5 PM whenever it was rush hour. And so 
there was brake lights galore. And I was in the passenger seat in tears because I was convinced that our brakes weren't going to work and we were going to get in another wreck. Yeah. And Shane had to throw a coat over my head (laughs) so that I didn't see it anymore. And I now, um, when we were in our accident on the way to our honeymoon and we were T-boned, anytime I'm on a highway, um, where there's those openings where people can turn. Yes. I again, picture every single car slamming into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So exactly I imagine if I'm that girl and I remember this happening, I feel like anytime someone got close to me, yeah. any pressure that I felt since that girl laid on her would feel would be like a trauma trigger for me. Yeah. And and I did read um I read so many articles. So I tried to put like uh, normally I'll just like absorb, absorb, absorb. And then I tried to put it out all in like a timely or like yeah. a it makes sense kind of way on the paper, but a lot of times I leave it out. I just keep it up here. But I did read an article where they interviewed her mom and um, her mom did say that like in the beginning when she first got out of the hospital and went back to school, she was very cautious about making friends. Like she is a social girl now, but in the beginning yeah. it was not like that. She she definitely had a difficult time, which I God, I don't blame her. I don't think I would ever leave my house again for real. No. I would just Mm-mm. be like, Mm, nope. I mean, I don't like leaving my I house. I certainly now. wouldn't play hide and seek. No, no. It's just like little things like that, which makes me sad. If it is something that she could eventually have like a recovered memory from, those are where like panic attacks come in and things like that. And I just, I hope for her sake that she really doesn't ever remember. I really do. Oh, yeah. I would hate something like that to trigger. I saw something the other day. It made me so mad. But somebody was like, your um, your emotional responses are your responsibility and I shouldn't have to put trigger warnings. And it just like made me so mad because of things like that where I'm like, you yeah. don't understand what other people have gone through. And trigger warnings are important because why would you want to go out of your way to make someone who had a traumatic experience relive that if you didn't have to? A trigger warning doesn't mean I am... Um, shaming you for speaking on it a trigger warning is just so I prepare myself to hear what you have to say I'm not asking you to censor yourself I'm asking you to give me a heads up so I can prepare myself that is exactly it so that I can decide if that's information I want to take in or not I don't have to if if I know it's going to trigger something inside of me that makes me relive a traumatic or abusive or whatever event that happened to me why would I why wouldn't you want to I don't I just don't understand why other people wouldn't want to go out of their way to like prevent that if they could to me that a trigger warning is the same as um Dairy Queen putting our stuff may encounter peanuts yeah, <laughs> on the yeah window. Right, exactly that's so <laughs> like hey if you have a food allergy like um this is these are the allergy typical allergies that people have that our food comes in contact with just a heads up so that your body doesn't go into anaphylactic shock. (laughs) What is the, the, just because that is a physical response that my body has doesn't mean that my mind can't have a response to something. Yes, exactly. That someone says. Yeah. I didn't mean to get all ranty about that, but I was truly just like, Oh my God, (laughs) I could have lost it. I went down a hole there on like trauma, <laughs> trauma triggers, but it's fine. It's a thing. And like, 
I I really do hope that she is in a a, a really happy, stable, um, positive place. That the the state of the world right now would be quite a challenge. No, or kidding. maybe she's like loving it because she's like, I would prefer six feet between me and people. <laughs> truly, truly. All the time. Um, but I just know, mostly speaking from personal experience, that uh, I would be someone to say something like that, yeah. but really go home and then just like rock in, in a ball in a corner. <laughs> so it, yeah, exactly. I would want to be like, yeah, I'm strong and I'm living life and everything's great and I'm glad, whatever. And then I'd go home and be like, <laughs> I mean, I do that anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So I hope that she really does feel hopeful and positive and doesn't remember um, too much from it. Yeah, so that yeah. it's not just like a a front, and I don't want to insinuate that she's she's fronting either. No, she but. might she might just be t- like I said. There are some people. This is back to I survived, but there are some people on there that are completely just like telling their story, and they're saying things that I physically could never imagine happening to me, and me like if I did survive physically, emotionally ever being able to get over it, and they're just like telling it like yeah, anyway, so. This bear ripped my face off and no big deal. And like, what? I just yeah. can't. But then there are other people where you can tell like they're still not over it. And it's almost like, I don't know. I feel so bad for those people where it's like, give yourself a little more time. You don't have to tell your story yet. But yeah. but it is it just everybody's different. You never know. Some people really can go through something like that and come out on the other side like better. Well, not I better, think but this is a- happy. This is a tangent too that like isn't um, necessarily like uh, life threatening uh, or like a near death experiency, but that's why. And I want to do a podcast about this in the future, but that's why I've always been so open about my miscarriages because yeah. um, I know that there are people who struggle, um, rightfully so, who don't feel comfortable talking about it, and then they. Um, you know, feel alone. And I, so I guess I kind of understand people in their near death experiences being like, yeah, uh, I understand. And I'm happy that this happened to me. Not that I'm happy. I'll explain it. I'll explain it (laughs) better whenever we do that episode. But like, there is an element to it where I, in a way feel it was a blessing. So all of you who are so confused by that statement, just, you know, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> Come back but, for a later date. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I can relate and understand if I if I try and find something in my own life that I've done that with. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's the difference between people is some people, you never know until it happens to you how you're going to react to a traumatic situation, which is crazy. Yeah, I just pray that that's never the traumatic situation that anyone I know ever has to go through. (laughs) No shit, seriously. Now I feel so much better about never having a lot of friends. Agreed. Or if I do have friends, I remember one time uh, my youngest sister, Randy, was like, nobody likes you, Jerry. And I'm like, people like me? And she's like, really? You have not had hung out with anyone in how long? And I'm like, well, my friends live in different cities and states. And she's right. like, yeah, okay, it doesn't sound like a friend. But that's how I avoid getting stabbed. 
is I make sure <laughs> that my that friends you scatter your friends. <laughs> yeah, that I mostly see them via FaceTime. <laughs> well, now guess what? Text. The whole world has to be like that. So yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I understand. Still lining people. Do you want to? Do you want to? Should we do a little something fun for the end here? Do you have something? No, I guess all of, well, first of all, you've been, I want you to know that you've been paused in the weirdest face looking at me for so long. For I didn't how long? Because oh my you God, have like, been too. Really? Yeah. yeah that's why like, if I got like quiet and there was a weird pause or I too. am like, yeah, <laughs> like you'll come back randomly. Oh, you haven't come back for like 10 minutes. So I've just been avoiding Great. looking at you. I'm sorry. Great. Love that. No, um, that's okay. But I was just going to say the little ice, uh, You've been watching it too, but I just want to say that my little um, icing on the cake this quarantine is that we've started watching Shit's Creek, and it is the funniest, yeah. one of the funniest shows I think I've David. ever watched. David. David. It's so good. Oh my god! I can David. cook, David. <laughs> Moira's cook David. character. My mother's enchiladas. <laughs> Moira's character, it might be my favorite character that has ever... No, I think David's character is my favorite character that's ever existed. But those two together are absolutely phenomenal. And it is a very different kind of... Um, it's Dynamics. different humor. Yeah, it's just... You you have to have a certain type of humor, I think, to appreciate it. Because it's not like... I don't well, know. Well, it's because they're not meant to be funny. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but they are funny because of the circumstances they're in. Um, but... Something I noticed about Moira and David is that they're always in black and white. Yes. And their characters kind of mirror each other. Yes. And um, Alexis and what's his name? Johnny. Yeah. Mirror each other as well. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is funny because um, I didn't know that that Dan Levy which is David, is Eugene Levy's, which is Johnny's actual son in real life. They created the show together. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know that um, Twyla is yes. his daughter? His daughter, yeah. And then and then oh. I also read that Catherine O'Hara, who plays Moira, was is uh-huh. best friends, was best friends with Eugene Levy. I guess she still is. But she knew Dan Levy since he, like she was there when he was born. And like, oh, wow. yeah, so they've all been really close except for the girl who plays Alexis. But I think she fits in with them so well. Oh, like it's yeah. just Such a good. Oh, God. The, the characters there. I could binge watch that and then watch it instantly over again like I did with New Girl. Like, it's, Oh, yeah. It's funny to me no matter how many times I watch it. I'm trying to find uh, if there's a BuzzFeed quiz to tell us what character we are. Oh, oh my gosh! So good. I can't find them. Well, basically, what we want everyone to do now is go watch Shit's Creek because if you haven't, Please. you yes. should. I, people have been telling me to watch it uh, for like over a year, and me I've too. just been avoiding it because if someone tells me to watch it because they think I'll think it's funny, I'm like, nah, I probably won't. But okay. Yes. <laughs> hey. So it took quarantine to make me run out of shows. Yes. Um, I found a quiz. Do you want to do it? What is it, though? Because I found lots of quizzes. Are you more Johnny, Moira, David, or Alexis from Schitt's Creek? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's take it. 
Okay, you ready? Because I found ones that it, you're going to have to, like, build a motel and we'll tell you what character you are. Or this oh, one no. that says, which of David Rose's iconic sweaters are you? <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> but okay, yeah, we'll take yours. Okay, I'll go. I'll let you do it first. Um, how would you your BFFs describe you? Thoughtful, artistic, funny, charming, honest, or enthusiastic? What would you say? I would say funny. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> I would. It was between funny or artistic. <laughs> but you're okay, also take- you're all of those things. <laughs> That's but the I, right answer. <laughs> this is how I tricked my husband. Shane would have said that first. That they're all the right answers? Damn it. He's he's like a battered husband because he, <laughs> he's like a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> he's just always shaking and just does what I say. Like, wait a minute, wait. Um, okay, yeah. pick something to order at, at Cafe Tropical. Okay, so your choices are pancakes, smoothie, scrambled eggs with bacon and toast, Coffee and a pastry, cheeseburger and fries, or salad? Um, I'm going to do coffee and a pastry. I would do a smoothie, but I know her smoothies are gross. Yes, okay. Pick a video to rent from Rose Video. Your choices are Titanic, The Lion King, Grease, The Princess Bride, Jurassic Park, or The Breakfast Club? Jurassic Park. Got it. The only Choose- version of Grease I watch is the one that Shane's in. Yes. <laughs> I have a video of his high school musical where they did Grease. That's amazing. Why haven't I seen that? I don't know, but we should watch it. We're allowed to be in the same room again. <laughs> we should. I can't. He wait. has a solo. What, he plays what, Duty. Of course, he plays Duty. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah. All right. Choose a road or Jesus. Choose a character to take a road trip with. So Patrick, I don't even know who Patrick is in it. He must be a later character. Um, Ted, Mutt, Jocelyn, Stevie, or Twyla? Stevie. I would pick Stevie too. She's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, pick a herb, herb Erdingler, fruit <laughs> wine flavor. God, I love that episode <laughs> so much. That is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I could watch that end scene a thousand times. <laughs> Me too. And then she just freezes. Oh my God. It's so good. But, oh, you haven't gotten to a point yet, but there is a line that is my favorite line in any uh, show I've ever watched, but I don't think you've gotten there yet. So we'll wait so, until great, you have. For that. It's so good. Just okay. wait. I was going to tell you, but I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay. okay. So your flavors are strawberry, strawberry, peach, Blueberry, apple, apple, pineapple, or banana? It's a fruit wine flavor. Uh, what were the first two? Strawberry and strawberry peach. Strawberry peach. That's what I was going to pick, too. And finally, choose a TV family. You have the Byers family from Stranger Things, the Banks family from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the Pearson family from This Is Us. I've never watched that the Tanner family from Full House, the Adams Foster family from the Fosters, or the Gilmore family from the Gilmore Girls. Oh, I'm gonna go with. I've always wanted to be the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> For real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you got Moira Rose. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Your personality. It says, your personality matches Moira. You're witty, charming, and persistent. Like Moira, you're extremely artistic and creative. You're someone who loves to be recognized for your achievements. Wow, this is dead on. You absolutely love to be the center of attention. You march to the beat of your own drum, and you have an enthusiasm for living life to the fullest. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I really feel like that that embodies as accurate as my horoscope. So well. Okay, I'm going to do mine now. Okay. How would your BFFs describe you? What would you say? Thoughtful, artistic, funny, charming, honest, enthusiastic. I'm letting you pick. I know. I'm trying to think. Thoughtful. Oh. That's what you're going to pick? Do you not want me to pick it? No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I just didn't know if you were questioning if that was one or not. Okay, thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. Pick something to order at the Cafe Tropical. I'm not going to say all these over again, but I would probably go with a I'm going to say coffee and a pastry too pick a video to rent oh I'm going to have to go with the breakfast club love that choose a character to road trip with I'm going Stevie choose a wine I'm saying strawberry peach too and choose a family I'm going Gilmore girls that was my second damn it I got Moira Rose too (laughs) I want well, it to be different. Just accept it. We're both Moira. <laughs> I love that. All right. Good Which stuff. Which shouldn't stuff. surprise us since she basically is our grandma. So I was going to uh, try to find a picture of Grandma Jean and put a side-by-side of them from that one episode that she gets her hair like in a blowout because it is so amazing. It I may have feel- one of Grandma in sunglasses where – so. It'll match Moira because Moira's also in sunglasses. If you could find that, I would love to put them side by side. For sure. Oh, that's so good. And she kind of acts like our grandma in the best ways. So in like an in like an exaggerated way. Yes, exactly. Our grandma was a lot more low key, but still. (laughs) Yeah. But I think if she was someone who had like millions and millions of dollars, she easily could have slipped into the Moira (laughs) role. I agree. Oh. oh my god that episode where she is just like <laughs> Johnny comes home and finds her just in the closet with her sunglasses on <laughs> and they're he's like kids how long has your mother been like this and they're like we don't know <laughs> oh god I was like that's my future it's fine if you guys have uh, sat through the last I don't know 15 minutes of Shit's Creek <laughs> yeah and you've never watched it highly recommend Highly recommend. And like we said, we're going to be doing this whole quarantine thing for probably another month. So, um, you know, find some time. Carve out some time for Shit's Creek. Yeah, we have nothing but time anymore. So what else yeah. are you going to do? You know, before Netflix drops that bonus episode of Tiger King. Yeah, no kidding. I'm wondering, did you see that he has that he has coronavirus? Yeah. He's quarantined Did you see that now? there's a tiger that has one? That has I it? did how insane is that that i mean it makes total sense to me i don't well what it, a bit carol baskin you know what this gave them all, both coronavirus this is all a conspiracy theory i think that netflix created the coronavirus <laughs> that hasn't been a conspiracy theory yet and i need it to become one so yeah. who do I have to pay to get that circulating? They on were the like, internet? no one is really going to pay attention to this tiger documentary unless they're forced to in their <laughs> exactly. house. Exactly. And they're like, oh, you don't believe it yet? He has it. The tiger has it. <laughs> Carol has it. 
What more? Carol might have given it to him. (laughs) Yes. He sent her snakes. She sent him the coronavirus. Wow. Game, set, match, honestly. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's that on Schitt's Creek. And Slenderman. And and the Slenderman. And the Slenderman (laughs) staffings. Two things that I never thought I'd say side by side. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. Stay sane. Yes, please. We're uh, we're out. All right. Goodbye. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 